0: You're listening to a CHO podcast. CHO is community driven media. Find us online at CHO.FM, on air at 89.1 FM
1: in Ottawa, and on social media at CHO.FM.
0: And you're tuned into to Black on Black on CHO 89.1 FM in Ottawa. And this is. Uh... Uh, An interview that uh, we have with the executive director of the Canadian Association of Black Journalists. So just a little bit about Nadia Stewart, Um, her love for news has taken her from coast to coast, and you can find her at Global BC, where she works as a video journalist. She got her start at Rogers TV, like me, um, but in Peel as a reporter, anchor, and talk show host. She also worked as a news writer for the Weather Network, writing weather-centric casts for national audience. And in 2010, she joined CBC, working as a multi-platform reporter and anchor in St. John's, Calgary, and Edmonton. And she spent six years as an editor and freelance writer for Planet Africa. Oh, yes, Planet Africa magazine. Uh, We all know. And Moses, Mawa, their publication, that's right, and uh, she's also proud to be among the first graduates of the University of Guelph-Humber off-camera. Nadia is active in her community as a mentor. Welcome to Black on Black, Nadia. It's a pleasure to have you.
1: Thank you so much for having me, and
0: thanks for the invitation. I appreciate <laughs> yes, it. Yes, Finally. I know. So (laughs) we've been trying for a while. It's been a minute. (laughs) Yes, it has. So can you tell our audience uh, what the association does and just give a little bit of history?
1: Yeah, yeah. So the Canadian Association of Black Journalists is really about creating a community of Black journalists across the country because... All of us, uh, whether you are a seasoned professional and you've been in the business for 20 years, or if you're just starting out, um, you know what that feeling of isolation is like. So many of us have just been the only one or one of two in our newsrooms. There's nobody who looks like you in management. Um, and, and it can get uh, lonely, especially when you're dealing with overt, covert racism, microaggressions. Um, challenges in the community racism in the community Um, you need um, that support, that network um, and those people who can come alongside you, give you advice, mentor you encourage you, help open doors for you Um, and as we look at the programming that the organization does, especially as we reach out to youth create opportunities um, for young black uh, men and women to engage uh, with, with the media in a way That doesn't stereotype them that celebrates them um, and that gives them an opportunity to connect with journalists who look like them and you know have their best interests at heart
0: Mm, yes indeed very very important so recently the uh, association was relaunched uh, but do you know anything about the history before the relaunch because CABJ has existed since 1996, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: so CABJ has been around for a minute, right? It's, it's a 25-year-old organization. Um, I knew of the CABJ back when I was going to school, so that would have been um, 2004, 2006, back around those years. So I knew of the organization, but had never been um, involved with it. Um, but I do remember (laughs) when I was, um, in Newfoundland, so this was 2010, um, I was walking to work one day and a young girl, um, there were these two white girls walking in front of me and a young girl turned around to me and, um, she said, oh, look, there's a, and she called me the N-word. And then the girl who was walking with her said, no, 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 you're like, you can't say that. You can't say that. And the other girl said, "Oh no, no! I called them all." And she said the N word again. And and I remember, like after that happened, feeling like I really need some help out here. I really need some support. This was my first time living outside of it, outside of Ontario, like anywhere other than the GTA, right? (laughs) Like I, I loved Ontario to come to this opportunity at the CBC in Newfoundland. And so when I got out there. And that happened, I was like, okay, I'm going to need some support. But the CMJ had fallen dormant. Like, I knew that they were, um, that, that, you know, things weren't happening with the organization at the time. So um, when the opportunity presented itself, presented itself back, like, this was in 2016. So from 2010, fast forward now all the way to 2016. And um, I was at a conference for the National Association of Black Journalists. So down in Washington. The in U.S., in- yeah yes the U.S. version of, of mm-hmm. us if you will um so again like in history they've got thousands of members and if you've mm-hmm. ever been to their conferences um the most inspiring event you will ever go to for oh, a black yeah. professional honestly like to just be in a room for yeah. spend a whole weekend with like Thousands of black journalists were at like at the top of their game. Super inspiring. So Mm -hmm. I was there um, in Washington in 2016 and I um, connected with Sasha Ann Simons, who was the former student rep for the CABJ way back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. So when I saw that she was there and she had moved down there for work, I was like, hey, like, I really want to see the CABJ relaunch. Like, who can I talk to? And she said, well, get in touch with Michelle Lynch. She's the former president, and I'm sure she'll be happy to hear from you. And she gave me her email address. So I connected with Michelle, told her what my dream was, and Michelle gave me her blessing. She's still our advisor today. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started to pull together a team to relaunch the organization um there are some people now who are on the executive specifically i'm thinking about brian daly our atlantic director who had been involved with the cabj back in the day so he knew of it um before before it fell dormant and he was actively involved in it um and then there are folks like me who were never there back in the day but <laughs> just came to this organization desiring um to to be the change and the cabj yeah. presented that opportunity i just didn't want another young black journalist to have that experience that I had in Newfoundland like nobody should go through that alone Uh, and so for me that was all that was on my heart um Mm -hmm. you know when when we got together to relaunch it and now it has 100% exceeded every expectation that I had for us and
0: yes yes and I must say you know I I every time I go on that website I'm just in awe because I remember you know back in 1996 and then People sort of floating away, and then, uh, and I remember also belly aching about the fact that there was no national capital region presence, there was no um, francophone presence that I could, you know, look at or see. Um, so, back to the the team. You talked about the team. You mentioned mm-hmm. Brian Daly. Can you tell our audience who all are on the executive team and on yeah, the board? For she-
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Brian Daly um, handles our uh, Eastern operations and he Used to work for CBC. He just recently uh, left the CBC. Now he is faculty. We're so excited for him. He's going to be teaching over at King's College, teaching journalism. Um, so this is this is great because we know we need more Black professors teaching journalism mm-hmm. uh, in J School. So uh, Brian has led um, the birth and expansion of our program, J School Noir, and I can talk about that a little bit later. Yep. Julie Chabawale is a freelance journalist, and she's also the communications man- manager for the Law Society of Saskatchewan uh, she handles all of our Western operations and she is in addition to if you can believe this so in addition to being like uh, uh, an excellent journalist and writer she also um, has a degree in in like accounting and yep. she's a lawyer she's exactly so I saw that,
0: <laughs> that <is so> <laughs> multi-talented
1: multi-talented so she is she is our unofficial legal advisor we trust her on everything um, to do with uh, legal matters for the CABJ. Uh, Dexter Brown started out as our social media manager, but because of the work that he has been doing uh, through some of our partnerships, um, specifically I'm thinking of his work with uh, the Canadian Journalism Federation, CJF, um, he is now our director of engagement and we're looking to expand his role as he builds relationships with us with, for us with different organizations um, across the country. At the board level, we have uh, David Thurton, who is oh, uh, based he's the in parliamentary yeah. <laughs>
0: correspondent. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah,
1: he's wonderful. Um, and like me, has been across the country. Right, started on the east coast, went to mm-hmm. um, went to Alberta, and is now in Ottawa. And so uh, David has been great. So David, myself, David, and Aditeo, um, who is based in Toronto, and she works for the CBC, also uh, leads her own publication called CC Magazine. Myself, David, and uh, Teo have been, um, we were the day ones, right? So yes. back in 2016, we were like the, the original yeah. crew who've been working on this all this time. Yeah. So um, I have a lot of uh, love and respect for those two. Um, mm-hmm. Brian Johnson is um, a good friend of mine out here. And he is also the um, executive director and founder of Black Boys Code. Um, yes, and that's right. That's where I know yeah. that kind of <laughs> Black Boys Code. <laughs> and Brian's journey with Black Boys Code started... At the same time, uh, my journey with um, CFJ started. So for both of us to see, you know, the organizations uh, where they are now, it has been truly inspiring. And then Andre Domiz has been, um, oh, yeah. I'd <laughs> say like an unrelenting supporter of the work yes. that we've been doing, um, mm-hmm. of all of our programming and just a black journalist in general. You know, yeah. he, he and has a great been,
0: advocate. Yeah, yeah. He's just yes. been like,
1: honestly a relentless tireless supporter for us and so and just full of wisdom whenever you want to pick his brain so that is that is the board that we've got so thrilled to have them all we do need to add one more person on we got to have our AGM in the fall so it's actually going to be a busy season ahead for us but uh, after this conference we're going to take a break for the summer
0: (laughs) yeah oh but and and a very well-deserved break because you guys will be (laughs) working really hard and so that gives our audience really a sense of just the caliber of the team that is now uh leading uh Cab J and uh i sorry i know it's c-a-b-j but I just, everybody calls know, it Cab that I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh okay. so that that gives that gives all of us a sense of just the the energy and the talent on 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 the leadership team so tell us about the program's that you you have in place you talked about uh j school noir
1: yeah yeah j school noir um so that was the first program we launched it's our flagship program um that really it focuses on engaging young people in um media and journalism i don't know of any kid any black kid across this country who's going to want to go into news when they see the way that they're portrayed um on tv so a big part of this program was about changing that And focusing on empowering these kids to tell their own stories. Mm -hmm. What we discovered um, was that these kids had the talent, had the ability. They just had nobody that was paying them any mind. And so uh, this program has been uh, just an opportunity to nurture their talent, to provide them opportunities, to connect them with um, not just jobs, but scholarships, like as well for them to continue on to study. You know, the, the biggest success story that, that uh, Brian and myself, we, we tell about this program is that the first year it launched in Halifax um, in 2020, there was a student who came back and said that she changed her master's from law to journalism. And that's what we want, you know, like that is for us, that's the fruit of our labor. And like I said, Brian has been, um, you know, the the architect, I'd say, of that program. I presented that as an idea to them and uh, and he took it and he just ran with it. He and Dexter this year worked together to take it across the country, Edmonton, Ottawa, Toronto and again in Halifax, we had, I think, over 60 kids sign up. So wow. to go from like 13 kids to over 60. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> it's, been, it's been amazing. Yeah. So so great success with JSN. We've also got an on campus program. It's been, it's been a little tough this year for Black students because of COVID. So we're looking forward to 2021 in the fall, really doing more outreach and more work on our, um, on our on-campus our on programs and making sure that we're connected with every black student studying journalism. We've also um, got the CFJ connects program, which is, um, you can see that database on the website of black talent across the country i never want to hear anybody say well we look." yeah we can't find anybody, anybody. No, this no,
0: is no. an interview with the executive director of the canadian association of black journalists nadia stewart and you're tuned in to black on black on chuo 89.1 fm in ottawa This has been a CHUO original podcast. CHUO is community-driven media. Catch us live on the FM at 89.1 in Ottawa. Connect with us online at chuo.fm and chuo.fm on all social media.